So uh, they give these uh, excuses for why there's always a good purpose for them to use somebody else's money. Uh, but uh, basically when you're inflating, making savings worth less, you're taking money away from people who work for it and saying, I have a better use for it than you do. And so I'm gonna uh, apply this value to this public purpose. Because when they're managing these things, uh, they always seem to have a secret approach to doing it or doing something that they're not telling us about. And it's always something that gives them an angle for making a great deal of money by the kinds of investments they make. Well, what they are doing with the way they're doing all these push buttons is killing the economy, creating uh, booms and then busts. And uh, each of the crashes of the stock market, right at the times that they're ready for them, so that they can profit that way. Yes, they would be greatly concerned about giving up all of those ways that they secretly can, can affect the economy by addition and secret ways, so that their secrets can be known to their affiliates, the ones that are profiting from them, uh, but not to the people in general. And of course, uh, the public would be the ones that come up in the short end. Finally, I am able to offer Bill Andrews' amazing new anti-aging dietary supplement with TAM. I have been wanting this since I learned about its discovery approximately four years ago. At that time, it was not available as an oral supplement, but now, Define Time with TAM is here. This amazing product counteracts and suppresses the fundamental cause of aging, telomere shortening. TAM improves biological health in skin, vessels, brain, and bone. Specifically, it works to lengthen telomeres and cells, leading to younger and healthier cells. Currently, Define Time with TAM is the most effective anti-aging compound available in the world today. Listeners will receive a 5% discount using code Sarah 5 Be sure to use this every time you buy. It will also work in conjunction with other offers. See additional research and learn more with the link below. Business Game Changers, I'm Sarah Westall. I have the amazing Wayne Jett joining the program again, and he's going to talk about the gold standard, what's going on with the Federal Reserve, why there's so much drama with the recent nominations, and why the Keynesians are so opposed to anything else but what they have going on, and why it's so harmful, in his view, to what we have in the United States and in the world and how they use their economics and models to enrich themselves and keep that information under control, hidden from the rest of us. It, it's, a, it's good for people to listen and understand opposing viewpoints so that we can try to make our world a better place. And I love having Wayne on because he gives people a different way to view things. He also talks about FDR and the things that FDR did back in the day to get us into the Great Depression and how our viewpoint of history is so skewed and so wrong. And then he sticks around for my patrons to talk about this website called Deagle.com, which is, if you haven't seen this website, it talks about the population going down to 500 million, which a lot of people have been talking about. But this website is has looks like it's maintained by somebody with a lot of resources and it has it has all the military equipment worldwide military equipment per country 
it, it has articles every day. It has pictures of all this. We are going to dive into this website and look at it and get his opinion on what he thinks this is. And I show you screen by screen on some of the things that are on this website. So my patrons can get that by, and I have my link here to going to patreon.com, Sarah Westall. So let's get into my interview now with Wayne Jett. Wayne, thank you so much for rejoining the program. Thanks a lot for having me, Sarah. It's great talking with you again. Well, you're one of my favorite, you're my listeners, one of their favorite guests, which makes you one of my favorite guests, obviously. Um, you're just so knowledgeable about so many different things. And I wanted to ask you, because there's a nomination of a new federal uh, for the uh, Federal Reserve Board, and there's been a lot of drama around that. Can you explain what's going on with the Federal Reserve? Well, I'll say that uh, Judy Shelton, uh, Dr. Judy Shelton, has been nominated, uh, one of two candidates uh, nominated by President Trump uh, for the Board of Governors of the Fed. Uh, and she's, uh, she's different uh, from the ones in the past because she has been an exponent of uh, the gold standard uh, as a means of managing monetary policy, as the centerpiece of it. And uh, that's, of course, a very important difference. Um, for one thing, uh, it indicates that uh, she is focused upon the, the right goal for monetary policy. And the right goal uh, most certainly is to have a currency that is stable in value, neither rising in value nor falling in value, uh, which, of course, is very much uh, different from the Keynesian view in which they want to be able to modify the currency value uh, from day to day, uh, making it stronger, making it weaker, uh, as they see uh, supposedly desirable, or they try to explain how it would be desirable for a national policy to do so. And of course, uh, the first primary principle of uh, classical monetary policy, which is certainly the view that I follow, uh, is that the currency value uh, must uh, remain as stable as possible. Uh, it must do so in order primarily, first and foremost, uh, to be honest with the people who are working for it, who are accepting the currency, as it was originally called. Uh, if they're going to work and provide their labor or the productivity and exchange it on a, a particular date for a money or currency, uh, they need to be able to rely on that currency as maintaining that value over time so that they don't have to dump that currency as quickly as possible. Uh, they need to be able to save it when it is in their best interest to do so. Uh, so that is, uh, uh, there are other reasons as well. We've gone into them before, but the reason you need to have a stable currency that doesn't change value, uh, there are two very bad things that happen. One bad thing happens if the currency loses value. Uh, another bad thing happens if a currency gains value. Uh, for example, let's start with that last one first. Uh, we got a, a very, very uh, uh, sad experience uh, in the 1870s, the longest contraction in US history in the economy uh, was between 1872 and 1879. That's exactly the period during which Congress passed a law 
saying that the dollar was going to go back to the same value that it had in gold uh, before the Civil War. Well, it had been inflated quite a lot in, in the uh, uh, Civil War, about 50 percent. Uh, uh, by the uh, by, the printing of greenbacks to fi finance the North, and in that circumstance, it basically was a statutorily imposed deflation. That is, over the period of 1872 to 79, those seven years, uh, the dollar had to gain by statute 50 percent in value, and it gradually did that. Well, what happened? Uh, by having that increasing currency value. It meant that every worker and producer, every producer of goods and services, uh, was going to have to reduce his prices in order to sell his products. Because if he kept the same prices in dollars, uh, he was going to be getting, at the end of those seven years, he was going to be having his prices 50% higher uh, in terms of real value as compared to what they were before. Well, isn't that uh, an, an incredible mental stumbling block for people as well? I mean, they just can't get their head around the fact that it's worth half. And so well, it, it just doesn't. Well, it, in that situation, it's, being, it's, it's, it's worth more. And uh, because you have to reduce. Your, your goods you are worth If you don't reduce your prices, half. then your prices are, in fact, going up and people won't buy. Well, when you reduce your prices and you're a producer, it means you're going to be selling a loss absolutely severe bankruptcies business after business after business would go bankrupt because they couldn't pay their bills they had to sell at a loss uh, and uh, in one of the great disappointments in reading uh, the monetary history of the United States by Milton Friedman uh, uh, the book that really put him on the map is that it, he failed completely to explain that when it seems to me that it had to be right in front of him now they uh, de defined the purpose of that book, the scope of that book, very carefully in order to sort of provide an alibi for not addressing that. But nevertheless, I mean, to me, it's just right in front of you as to why that happened, how it was so severe, and it was in a period in which the, the, the country was in, uh, in, engaged in a very strong economic expansion. I mean, the war, the war was over. Why would they do that suddenly? Uh, well, uh, the the financial reason was uh, the big people who had a lot of gold, you know, wanted it to be that valuable again. They didn't want to have the they didn't want to leave the dollar where it was. They wanted it to go back to where uh, their gold was worth uh, the most, and so. Um, but it still uh, that, was right. It, it's yeah. and that's the, the them not mentally being able to handle the dollars worth less, and it it or you know what I'm saying. It was all the same. Uh, it just means well, dollars... uh, it certainly was a tremendous mistake, mm -hmm. uh, but it was a deliberate one, and uh, uh, nevertheless, that's the kind of thing that happens with deflation. Uh, getting back to the point of why you want it to be stable. The other part is the inflation in which a person who has worked and labored and saved, uh, the reason the Keynesians love their approach so much that they can change the value of the dollar is it allows them to dip into the savings of all Americans, everyone using the dollar. I mean, it's, it's worldwide currency now. 
they can take those savings and basically they can say, well, we're going to use those because it'll, it'll boost employment if we spend a lot of money on projects and things like that. So uh, they give these uh, excuses for why there's always a good purpose for them to use somebody else's money. Uh, but uh, basically when you're inflating, making savings worth less, you're taking money away from people who worked for it and saying, I have a better use for it than you do. And so I'm going to uh, apply this value to this public purpose. Well, uh, in many respects, it's often, of course, uh, their own purpose, whatever that may be. Uh, certainly, itself, self-enrichment just keeps on taking different forms, whether it goes into uh, causing wars so they make money with munitions, whether they cause wars in order to reduce the human population, as is one of their major objectives. Uh, all of those kinds of things go into this process of why the Keynesians are so upset about the uh, the nomination of Judy Shelton, an exponent of the gold standard. Uh, it would take away so many of their so-called tools, but what really amounts to their weapons that they use against us. Because when they are able to change the value of our money, to take the value of our savings and appropriate uh, it uh, however they wish, uh, then they have a very powerful uh, tool against us and one that uh, they can play in such ways. Because when they're managing these things, uh, they always seem to have a secret approach to doing it or doing something that they're not telling us about. And it's always something that gives them an angle for making a great deal of money by the kinds of investments they make. Yeah, and I don't know why people have such a hard time wrapping their head around the fact that people will actually come together and figure out a way to enrich themselves. And if they have oh, the power no. to do it, they're going to do it. Now, I want to go ahead. Yeah. Uh, please go ahead. I was going to ask you, since you talked about depopulation, have you heard about the website Deagle.com? No, I can't say I have. Okay, well, I will, I'll send you that, and I want to get your opinion on it. Um, somebody sent me this, and it's uh, supposedly... They show that the United States, it's an incredible website. It has all the military equipment around the world listed. They have articles coming up daily, but they have pictures of all the military equipment that different governments have. And then they have population uh, projections per country by 2025. And they're estimating, they're estimating that the world's going to go down to 500 million people. And the United States is going to be hit hard. We're going to drop to like 90 million people. Um, I do recall that I've, I've seen that some years back, in fact, uh, that uh, yes, uh, that has uh, surfaced in terms of a so-called hint of what uh, our future is all about. And uh, it is very much, I mean, you and I have spoken about the plan from 1901 uh, and uh, I would say they're a little bit behind schedule uh, having to go into 2025 uh, because they, they certainly, well, at least their, as of 1901, their plan was by 2000 to at least have learned how to do the poisoning so that up to the level uh, they, they had concluded, I think, in 1901, more or less, that war just wasn't efficient enough. Uh, they made a couple of other additional uh, giant tries. Uh, World War I and World War II were really... Uh, just killing factories, 
to uh, exterminate as many men of reproductive age as possible uh, within a very short time, and they did an awful lot. They did more with the, the so-called 1918 influenza, as we've talked about before. Uh, but uh, yes, that's the kind of thing that I think, uh, um, for example, we've spoken about. Uh, geoengineering is, I think, a definite uh, substantial part of that uh, that poisoning effect, uh, not only of humans, uh, but of, uh, unfortunately, with geoengineering, so much of it attacks every every specimen of life in the world. I mean, we're losing species at hundreds uh, a day. And so uh, it's, uh, it's a, uh, a very urgent problem to deal with these people. And frankly, I, as you and I have spoken a number of times, I'm encouraged since 2016 that we actually have a campaign uh, very aggressively uh, in effect against these people for the first time in history. I call them people. Uh, it's hard to say exactly what they are, uh, but uh, they certainly are uh, uh, very uh, savage in their attacks on human beings uh, from so many different perspectives and uh, by no means the least of which is uh, the very now widely reported attacks on the least uh, able to protect themselves, children, yes. women, yeah. uh, human trafficking of all kinds. Uh, it's, it's just an outrage to even contemplate the, the idea of this thing, and yet uh, the evidence is it is not by any means an idea. It is a reality uh, in uh, of a scale that is just unimaginable to believe. Well, this Deagle.com, I just was floored. I had an, ins you know, I have so many contacts. I hear so much behind the scenes. And somebody sent this to me and told me this is, in the intelligence uses this a lot. But I looked at it and this isn't just some schmuck on that could put this kind of website together because they have pictures of all this military equipment around the world of every country. They have so much information that I, and then they have articles coming up on a daily basis. And then, you know, it's, it just was scary looking at something that was, um, that had this level of information and then had those kind of projections associated with it. I, um, yes. You know, it was yes, scary that, looking at that. I and I'll keep aware of that. For, yeah. For and, several years. Yeah. yeah and I, I'll, I'll put the uh, link. I won't put it in YouTube. I don't know what YouTube will do with it. I'll put it on my website and for Patreons, I'll put it there. Uh, but um, so you can go to my website and get it. But I, it, it was it's a it's a little bit of an eye opener and it might make people just kind of sit down and realize that whether everybody's right or not, there are people seriously out there that believe this is true or are working towards it because well uh, if we might uh, I, i'd like to return to our discussion uh, of judy shelton and uh, what the gold standard would do uh, for the federal reserve or for our money system uh, the reason that uh, the gold standard has been uh, so uh, successful in uh, previous centuries uh, and uh, in my estimation would be such a tremendous advantage for the monetary monetary system is that 
by the way a, a goal system is designed, uh, it makes the, uh, the value of money much easier to manage. Uh, that is, um, let me just describe it, and I can I can compare you to uh, uh, the way the Keynesians do it. Uh, when you have a gold standard, uh, what you uh, first do is you very carefully pick uh, the value of your currency uh, in relation to gold, and uh, the way you want to do that is. Uh, set the price of gold at the level that you believe is truly reflected in your current market. Um, and uh, on that basis, the reason you want to do that is once you set the, the price of gold for your currency or the value you want your currency to have in relation to gold, um, real prices are going to go to that level according to the way society has always valued gold. And so, for example, uh, some people think oh, it would be oh, a great thing if we were to go to $50,000 gold. Uh, well, the burden that comes along with that for, uh, for the people using the currency is uh, that uh, if you own gold, you'd say, boy, uh, I'm rich, I'm rich. No, that's not the way it would work because uh, by the nature of gold and the monetary system be valued any greater than what it always has been by society as a whole. And so if you put it at $50,000, what you're really saying is that your dollar is worth very, very, very little. It takes 50,000 of them to even get an ounce of gold, which is not very much. It's one coin. And so you compare that to when we could get an ounce of gold of the same size and quality for $20.67, which is only back to March of 1933, not very long in terms of the overall time. But what it said is that not that gold was really cheap then, it was worth exactly the same amount. It was that the dollar was worth a lot more. That's what I was trying to say about back in the 1800s when they wanted their gold to be worth more. It was just an illusion in their own mind because of what, exactly what you're talking about right here. But can you explain because she's being told or people are saying that she's essentially illiterate for wanting to do this it's their way of just dismissing it and making her out to be you're, she's just a moron you know and anybody well, who does this is um juvenile in their thinking on economic policy can you explain why they're saying that and and you know how we can deal with that yes uh the reason they would say that is because by the way the Keynesians have managed the dollar uh, all these years since they've gotten control, essentially at least since the 44, and really it was uh, 33, 1933, um, they have messed with market conditions and everything relating to the dollar in such a way uh, as to give them ways, they say, of controlling what happens in the economy. Uh, the value of the dollar uh, itself, uh, interest rates, um, uh, the prices of commodities, things of that sort. They manage all of these things and they say, oh, we can't give those up. This is the way we make our economy happen. This is the way we create jobs. This is the way we do this, we do that. 
Well, they're doing all of them in such ways using these various uh, push buttons that they use on the economy. And they say it would be terrible to give all that up. We couldn't do anything to help the economy. Well, what they are doing with the way they're doing all these push buttons is killing the economy, creating uh, booms and then busts. And uh, each of the crashes of the stock market, right at the times that they're ready for them so that they can profit that way. Yes, they would be greatly concerned about giving up all of those ways that they secretly can, can affect the economy by, by condition in secret ways. So that their secrets can be known to their affiliates, the ones that are profiting from them, uh, but not to the people in general. And of course, uh, the public would be the ones that come up in the short end. Um, in fact, what happens in their approach to monetary policy is that even the way they say they're managing the dollar and its value, they say their primary tool of interest of, of monetary policy is the overnight rate on loans from the Federal Reserve. That is the overnight bank rate. Uh, they set that as the prime rate. Uh, uh, or they, they set that as their target. And then uh, uh, supposedly that uh, steadies the dollar or sets the dollar at the value they think it should be. Well, there is no formula that they can point out. They have no formula uh, showing how the dollar's value is stabilized or the volume of, of dollars put out and produced into the economy. There is no formula that connects back to the, that interest rate. So that is just, uh, in my estimation, it is an economic fraud on the people. That, that's not really their instrument. Uh, what, they, what they do in conjunction with that is they also manage the volume of dollars they put into the economy by buying uh, mortgage debt or debt from the government. They do other kinds of things, all of them basically uh, confidential as far as the public concerned, but obviously known by the people inside the Fed and therefore uh, those who own the big banks and uh, the big uh, financial firms that profit from the inside information. Well, um, what do you think about, you know, Buckmeister Fuller says create a new environment and people will go to that. In this case, are they, do you ever think they will change? I mean, because they're so powerful. And if you do try to create a new one, you know, like Gaddafi or somebody else, they just come in with their war machine and take you out. Is there a way to bring on a renaissance or a new way of doing our monetary system where we're not completely taken advantage of? Well, I think we're trying to do it right now. I mean, we're taking on uh, the global cabal. Uh, and uh, I think the war is on. And my goodness, uh, even even better than that, uh, it looks like uh, uh, we're on the ones on the attack, uh, the one for the public, and that uh, we have uh, good prospects. I'm not uh, going to try to be uh, overly optimistic, but it seems to me at this time there's good reason uh, that we have the prospect of success. Now, that's not to say how far we are along in the game, because I'm not on the inside. I, I can't say that for sure. But uh, when you have even one nomination, uh, which, of course, I had recommended that uh, Judy Shelton be one of the ones nominated by the president. I'm sure I provided no help at all for her nomination, but nevertheless, uh, I'm happy to see it. 
Uh, and let me get to the point of uh, exactly how simple it makes managing uh, the value of money when you have a gold standard. What is it you use the gold standard for? Well, um, you pick once you pick that proper price of gold so that it does not cause a tremendous inflation because you put the price too high, uh, you want it so that it's at the right level so that uh, – that uh, it will be a stabilizing force when you go into it. But uh, once you have that target price, all you have to do is watch the market price of gold. If it starts rising, you don't you take a little money out of the economy. If it starts falling, you add money to the economy. So all you have to do is target the price that you have set uh, and watch it and uh, if it starts to fall, you add money. If it starts to rise, you take a little money out of the economy. So you know exactly how much money uh, to put in. You're not in the position, for example, that Volcker tried uh, back in 1979. He came in and said he's going to start managing money quantities according to the uh, views of Milton Friedman. Uh, he stopped following the interest rate policy uh, that they had had. And what did he do? Uh, well, he was nominated by Jimmy Carter uh, just before his uh, re-election try in 1980. And uh, in October 79, he took office and immediately started this and blew so much money into the economy that uh, within six months, the gold price had gone from something like, as I recall, it was something like $275 an ounce or so, which was causing alarm at being so high, the price of gold. And uh, by the next midsummer, uh, in other words, six or eight months, nine months later, we were looking at $892 an ounce. Well, would the, uh, isn't that simply because we kept inflating the dollar? I mean, the dollar was so... Well, he added so much currency uh, to the economy to basically pump up the economy and make it look prosperous for Carter's re-election chances uh, that uh, the gold price went through the roof. And uh, as a result, uh, you know, the, the, basically the election was lost then. And, and so he started doing the reverse, taking money out of the economy. And he crashed uh, that by the first, uh, you know, a couple of years uh, in the Reagan administration, um, it was dropping below $300 an ounce, which was the level at which Jude Winiski told Volcker, if you go before, below $300, you're going to have a crisis uh, in the New York banks because their loans are not going to be uh, repaid. Uh, you're deflating the dollar so much that oil prices are going to drop. And all those loans that the New York banks have made on, on oil, such as to Mexico, uh, are going to default. Well, that's exactly what happened. Uh, Volcker refused to listen to, to Winiski and uh, continued uh, deflating the dollar, dropping gold, the pro gold price lower. And uh, Mexico announced a default in its loans, or at least a, a prospective one. And immediately Volcker changed his mind, um, uh, started adding uh, money, and, and in effect bailed out the, the Mexican loans so that the New York banks were not uh, put into jeopardy. Uh, so those are the kind of things that happened back then. But the point I'd wanted to make is that once you have a gold standard, Yes, it takes away all of the little toys that uh, the Keynesians have in terms of tinkering with market conditions. 
so that you really have a, a false economy at all times. You can't tell what market conditions are because they've been manipulated by the Fed. I mean, who in the, their right minds, for example, now would think that interest rates on U.S. government debt ought to be at the level they are? I mean, lowest in history at a time when it's widely believed that the U.S. must default on its, on its government debt. Uh, nobody buys nobody buys those treasury bonds at this time, and uh, obviously somebody secret is doing it. Probably someone related to our government, uh, or certainly the Fed, uh, probably Exchange Stabilization Fund. But it is a false market condition, and uh, the one that is the ones who are refusing to admit that to the public are the Keynesians, the mercantilists the ones who are making all the excuses for the global cabal that uh, rules all of this and takes advantage of it to use the currency, they get out the back door in order to buy hard assets and uh, be wealthy in hard assets at a time when everybody else is uh, starting to have to uh, wheel their money in wheelbarrows in order to uh, get groceries.